0: had a good Easter sunrise service. The weather was pretty. We spent about 10 minutes or so outside and then came in and continued worshiping. Uh, One of the things that you missed this morning if you weren't here was Chuck uh, singing the song, Watch the Lamb. Really a a great opportunity to worship the Lord. And of course, as as we think about Easter, we need to think about the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 3 through 5 talks about the gospel. We're just going to spend a minute there. You don't necessarily need to to turn there unless you want to. Paul said this about the gospel. I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen. The two things about the gospel are basically this. Number one, Jesus died. The proof is that he was buried. Number two, Jesus rose again. The proof is that he was seen by many different people. And when we think about church, when we think about the Bible, when we think about Jesus Christ, we need to be sharing the good news of the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. And we need to focus on the gospel. But we also need to realize that the gospel is, ...should make a difference in our lives. And if the gospel does not make a difference in our lives... ...then something is wrong. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5:17 said... ...if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're sinlessly perfect. What it means is that we are children of God. We're growing in Christ. We're becoming more like Him... Because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul put it another way in Romans chapter 6. and verse number 4. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 4. Talking about the resurrection. He said therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. that just as Christ was raised from the dead. By the glory of the father. Even so we also should walk in newness of life. We die to sin. We walk in newness of life. We live a different kind of life. There needs to be change. There needs to be transformation. And again, if there's not change and transformation, we need to look at ourselves and ask ourselves the question, what is going on? Why are we not becoming more like the Lord Jesus Christ? If you will take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at three exhortations which help us to walk in newness of life, which help us to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verses 11 through 17. Paul said, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. As we look at this portion of Scripture, exhortation number one is found in verse number 11. And it's simply the word rely. We need to rely on the Spirit. Look again at verse number 11. But if the Spirit of him... Who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. In other words, we need to rely on the Spirit. If we try in our own strength or through our own self effort to live the Christian life, we are bound to fail. But if we depend on the Holy Spirit, if we rely on God, then God can work in us in such a way that we are able to live our lives for him. In other words, we can experience victory as we trust in God if we depend on the Holy Spirit. And we've heard this before. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to make sure that we are trusting God Because we cannot live the Christian life in our own strength. Makes sense, does it not? Uh, So often, though, in church, we talk about doing our best. We need to try our hardest. And there's some truth in that. We need to be diligent. But we need to recognize that without faith, our diligence is going to do no good. We need to make sure, first and foremost, that we are trusting in God. That we're depending on the Holy Spirit to enable us to live the Christian life. And that's the only way we're going to experience change. That's the only way that we are going to experience transformation. So, number one is rely. What's number one? Rely. It's another word for faith. We need to trust in God. Number two is not a popular word, but it's a biblical word that we need to use. Number two is repent. Now, repentance has to do with changing our mind. We're moving along in one direction. We recognize that we're not doing what we ought to, so we turn around and we start going in the other direction. And if we want to change, if we want to be used by God, then we need to repent, to repent of our sins. Verses 13, 12 and 13. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh... You will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. By the Spirit put to death the deeds of the body. All of us, naturally speaking, have a human nature. And that is a human nature that is sinful. And we tend to do what is wrong. And if we keep on living according to the sinful nature, then the consequences are not good. But if we by the Spirit put to death the deeds of the flesh, in other words, if instead of, we, instead of living naturally according to the flesh, we live supernaturally depending on the Holy Spirit to change us and use us, then there's no telling what God's going to do in and through us. But we need to repent. We need to put to death the deeds of the body by the Spirit. We depend on the Holy Spirit to help us to stop doing what is wrong. I think it's important that we reject and resist the influence of the flesh. Now, we we recognize it's there. Temptation is there. In fact, we see temptation from the flesh, our human nature. We see temptation from the world around us. We see temptation from Satan as well. But instead of giving in to temptation, what we need to do is resist. We need to repent, to put to death the deeds of the body. Repentance is extremely important if we want to be what God wants us to be and do what God wants us to do. So, number two is repent. What was number one? Rely. We got to have faith in God. Number two, repent. We need to change our mind, change our thinking. We need to put to death the deeds of the flesh. Number three, we need to respond. We need to respond to God's love for us. Look at verses 14 through 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit... Have you noticed that all three of these points have to do with the Holy Spirit? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our children that we are the children of God... And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. We need to respond to God's love with surrender. I'm just going to go through a couple of verses that you're probably familiar with. Number one, if we have trusted Christ as Savior, we are his children. Would you agree with that? John 1:12. as many as received him... To them gave you power to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. So when we receive Jesus as our Savior, we believe in him, then we become his children, and we have everlasting life. So number one, if we've trusted Christ as Savior, we are his children. Number two, God loves his children. Would you agree with that? Now, he loves everybody, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us enough to let his son die for us, which is amazing. Uh, the, there was a verse that was mentioned during the, the musical. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8. God showed his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. His love for us is great. And, and when we're his children, he loves us. In fact, in Matthew chapter 7, 7 through 11... It talks about prayer. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. It goes on to say if you as evil parents give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. In other words we as parents we try to do good for our children. God is perfect. He is perfect in his power. In his love. In in his might. In his knowledge. and everything. And he definitely gives us good things. In fact, if he did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, won't he also with him freely give us all things? It's obvious as you look at God's word that not only are we his children if we trust in Christ as Savior, but God loves his children. There's a verse in 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 19 that says this. We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. So we're his children, he loves us, we love him because he first loved us. It makes sense, does it not? When you feel loved by someone, quite often our, our response is one of love. And God loves us, we love him because he first loved us. One more thing, Jesus talked about this in John chapter 14 and verse number 15. If we love him, we will keep his commandments. And Jesus personalized it, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But the principle is this. If we love Jesus, we will keep his commandments. So if we've trusted Christ as Savior, we're his children. God loves his children. We love him because he first loved us. And if we love him, then we are going to keep his commandments. Therefore, we respond to his love with surrender and with obedience. It makes sense, does it not? I mean, if God loved us enough to die to send his son to die on the cross for us, if he loved us that much, then we should respond by seeking to love him and to obey him. We should be receptive to his authority. Now, authority is a bad word in this nation today. People don't like authority, but the reality is that the, the if it's good authority, then we can respond to it. If we are confident that God loves us, that he wants what is best us. For us then it's relatively easy to be receptive to his authority but we do fail we we often mess up the good news is when we do mess up if we confess our sins God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and and we are told in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16 that we're supposed to come boldly before his throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need we mess up but the good news god forgives us as we trust him now we're talking about responding to his love but we see in those verses that it talks about being led by the spirit of god and being the children of god if we're his children we should be led by his spirit verse number 14 of romans chapter 8 and if we're led by his spirit according to galatians 5 22 and 23 the fruit of the spirit is what love Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Sounds pretty good, does it not? I mean, doesn't that sound like the kind of life that you would like to live? Uh, Especially the love and joy and peace part of it, the patience and so on. And what happens is that as we follow these three exhortations, God through His Spirit works in us in such a way that He changes us and He uses us. He helps us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. So there are three different things that we need to do in order to experience walking in newness of life. The first one is what? Starts with an R? We rely. We rely on God or trust in Him. Trust, trust in the Holy Spirit. Number two, we repent. We turn from our sin. We change our mind. Then number three, we respond to God's love through surrender and through obedience. Because we are his children. God loves his children. We love him because he first loved us. And if we love him, we will keep his commandments. Now, how do we need to respond to this sermon today? Two things. Number one, we need to reevaluate our own relationship with Jesus Christ. We started off talking about the gospel, the good news about Jesus. But where there's good news, often there's bad news. The bad news, we're sinners, we deserve to go to hell. The good news, Jesus died on the cross so that we can go to heaven, have everlasting life if we believe in him, if we say yes to Jesus Christ. And the question that all of us have to answer in our lives at some time or another is what have we done with Jesus Christ? Have we said yes and trusted him as our Savior? Or so far have we said no to him and rejected him? There's nothing more important than trusting Jesus as Savior making sure that we have everlasting life. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray what is called sometimes a sinner's prayer. It's basically a prayer. The words aren't magical, but the concepts are biblical. It's a a prayer that basically is saying, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to go to heaven. I know Jesus died for me. And right now I depend on Jesus to save me, give me everlasting life, and help me live for him. And if you've never prayed that prayer, if you're not sure you're going to heaven, if you're not sure that you're a child of God, I encourage you to pray that prayer with me right now, whether you're in the congregation here or whether you're watching online. Let me pray that prayer and repeat after me silently if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I know I don't deserve to go to heaven. But I know Jesus died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. So that I could be forgiven. And have everlasting life. And right now I depend on Jesus to save me. And to change me. And help me live for you. Thank you Jesus for coming into my life. In Jesus name. Amen. Isn't that an important prayer? And I know many of you have already prayed something like that and you know that you're going to heaven. But if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or if you've never prayed that prayer and you're still thinking about it and want to talk to me or to someone else, please get in touch with us here at at Catawba Baptist Church and we would be delighted to speak with you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. But I said there were two things. Number one, reevaluate your relationship with Jesus Christ. Number two, if you're already saved, resolve to walk in newness of life. Isn't that what we need to do as Christians? Don't we, because of the power of the resurrection, need to live differently? We need to become more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And this would be a great day, Easter Sunday in 2021, to resolve that by God's grace, we are going to walk in newness of life. We're going to live a different kind of life. We're going to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? Three things. Number one starts with an R. We need to rely on the Spirit. We can't do it in our own strength. Number two, repent. We need to turn from our sin. If we keep on living according to the principles of the world and the flesh, then we are going to fail. But we need to repent. Number three, respond to His love. He loved us so much. He sent His Son. We think about all He's done for us. Our response should be to love Him, surrender to Him, and obey Him. Are you willing on on this Easter Sunday morning to resolve that you, by God's grace, are going to walk in newness of life? You're going to rely on Him. You're going to repent. You're going to respond to Him in love and follow Him and obey Him. There's nothing more important. When we think about life, it's a short amount of time. Some people live to be 90-something. Eternity is a real long time, thousands and thousands and millions and millions of years. It just makes sure it just makes sense that we prepare for eternity by making sure we've trusted Christ as Savior, and by resolving to live for him, walk in newness of life for His honor and for His glory. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you, especially as we think about the fact that you, you sent your son to die for us and that he rose again. And we thank you for the opportunity to think about our relationship with you. And I pray that if there's someone here who has never said yes to Jesus Christ, they will say yes today and trust Christ as Savior. And I pray that each one of us who are already Christians will determine by your grace that we are going to live our lives for you, that we're going to walk in newness of life, depending on you, turning from our sin, and responding to your love through surrender and through obedience. And we pray, Lord, that through it all, you will be honored and glorified and your will will be done. Lord, we do pray that you will change us and that you will use us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The choir is going to lead us in song again. I'd like for you to stand. And as the choir leads us in song, think about these things that we've talked about and respond like God wants you to. If you want to come to the front, talk to me or come to the altar and pray. Uh, you are certainly welcome to do that. But make sure that you do business with God today as we, as we celebrate Easter.